Welcome back to week two of our series called Faithful, studying lessons through the life of Joshua. Joshua in the Old Testament is sort of a picture of Jesus. His name is even very similar. He's the one that brings the children of Israel, the chosen people of God, to the promised land. Uh, Joshua also sets an example of what it means to be faithful, what it means to be steady and consistent and reliable. How many of you would truly and humbly say um, you struggle with being faithful? Um, Maybe not necessarily in the movement, like when you're in pursuit of something like we talked about last week, but you struggle with being faithful in the waiting. Uh, when things aren't changing, when things aren't moving forward, when things aren't being accomplished, when you're not sure what direction to go. How many of you struggle with being faithful in the waiting? Last week we talked about how you can't have faithfulness without faith. Tonight we're going to talk about how you uh, can't be faithful without patience. We, just for context, are going to be in Joshua chapter 3 as we study this out. Joshua chapter 1, we looked at it last week. Joshua is approached by God. God says, Joshua, Moses, your leader is dead, and now is the time. He says, you can finally go to the land that I've promised, right? So Joshua chapter 2, they're back on the borderland, right? They are on the other side of the Jordan River. The city of Jericho uh, lies across the river just before them. And remember, Joshua sends spies to check it out. The spies end up in Rahab's house. Rahab protects them. She hides them. She makes a covenant with them. She even tells them, hey, we have actually heard stories and have feared your people for all these years. She hides the spies until it's safe. The spies return. And so we are going to pick up in Joshua chapter 2 at the end of it to develop some context for Joshua chapter 3. We're going to be tonight studying out this idea of faithfulness and patience. Joshua chapter 2 verse 23 says, So the two men returned, the spies, returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him all things that befell them. Verse 24 it says, And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. So they said, Hey, these people are terrified. Like God has clearly delivered us. God has clearly given us this land. But a few things we recognize. First of all, Joshua sends two spies and not 12. Remember last time, 40-some years before they were on the borderland, God sent 12 in, and remember 10 were bad and 2 were good. Joshua and Caleb came back, and they gave a good report. So this time Joshua says, hey, we're only sending two spies in. And then you secondly, you look at their perspective. These spies that returned, they, they said, hey, truly the Lord has given them into our hands. It's not that they didn't see the challenges. It's that they had learned to trust God. They had learned to rely on God. They had learned that it was through him that they would have deliverance. See, patience will help us continue learning. They had 40 plus years to learn from their mistakes. See, a lot of us, we don't slow down enough to learn from our mistakes. The children of Israel were forced into that. They were wandering for the last 40 years. The entire generation before them was had literally died off, was forced to wander and wait, and was not allowed to enter into the promised land. And so these other people had, I'm sure, grown uh, up purposing within themselves, hey, we are not going to repeat the mistakes of our fathers. We are going to learn from their mistakes. If we could just uh, be reminded of one thing 
if we if we could just remember one thing when it comes to being steadfast and consistent and steady and available and reliable and faithful, one thing that we need to remember is just simple. Slow down. Take some time to be patient and watch what God can do and, and notice what God is doing. Joshua shows this in Joshua chapter 3. Now we have this foundation. So Joshua chapter 3 verse 1, it says, Joshua rose up early in the morning and they removed uh, from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host and they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord of your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it and about 2,000 cubits by measure come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way hitherto or heretofore so you notice this chapter 3 and verse 1 it says uh you know the spies go hey god's going to give us this land and then joshua rises up chapter 3 and verse 1 early in the morning he gets everybody ready to go and then verse 2 says after three days Joshua says, hey, now is the time. And even then, verses three and four, he tells the people, hey, get up, we're about to go, but but you have to give some space between you and the ark. I want you to wait to pass over until the time is right. See, uh, uh, for us, this seems kind of weird. Like, why, why would Joshua rise up early in the morning just to wait a little bit longer? See, for us, it doesn't make sense. It, it may seem a little crazy, but here's the reality. We're going to Listen, listen to this statement and then we're going to unpack it. Craig Rochelle says it this way. Faithful leaders have both a sense of urgency and a sense of patience. See, Joshua rises up early in the morning. He gets all these people ready just for them to wait another three days, just for them to wait another couple of hours for the ark to pass, just for them to wait to watch the ark pass, to give distance and space between, to then finally see what God's going to do. We don't understand it, but faithful leaders have this sense of urgency. Joshua rose early in the morning. He got everybody ready, but they also have this sense of patience. We understand what needs done and that we only have so little time to do it, but we also submit to God's timing and God's plans and God's ways. We have this sense of urgency, but also a sense of patience. You know, with that unsaved friend, you might not have forever. We don't know how much time we have left. There's this sense of urgency, but there also needs to be a level of patience where we can't force our faith on anyone. With that relationship dynamic, we don't want to miss a chance to make amends. We don't want to miss an opportunity to make things right, but we also have to wait until we're both ready to have that conversation, right? As we plan for the future, it's it's going to come way faster than we think it is. We need to have this sense of urgency but we also have to recognize uh, we can't be frantic. We can't be scattered. We can't be uh, uh, staggered, right? Faithful leaders, they plan with a sense of urgency. However, they're patient, they're steady, they're consistent, they're faithful. We understand what needs done and we understand the timeline, but we submit to God's timing God's plans and God's ways. Look at how Joshua says it in verse five. It says, Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. After they rose early in the morning, after they waited for God for three days, then in verse five, Joshua says, hey, get ready. 
it's this similar word where he says sanctify yourselves as this word set apart, this idea of holy ground. Joshua says, hey, listen, God is about to do something incredible here. We have this sense of urgency where we know at any moment God could be doing something incredible, but we have this sense of patience to say, I'm going to wait for God's timing, God's plans, and God's purposes. Joshua says, hey, get ready, set yourself apart, prepare, because God's going to do something incredible here. Verse 6, it says, Joshua spoke unto the priest, saying, take the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took the ark of the covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this day I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, you will stand in the Jordan. So Joshua says, Here's what I need. We're gonna we're gonna open up the Jordan River just like God with the Red Sea. I need you to take the ark and I need you to just stand there in the middle. It's a heavy ark. It's 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 not comfortable, it's not gonna be easy. It's probably going to be a little scary, right? They're going to go and just stand still in the middle of the Jordan River as God's about to open it up. It's it's this 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 moment where they are going to have to just trust God. See, patience will help us to continue learning, but patience is also going to help us continue trusting. You know what really hurts our faith and therefore hurts our faithfulness is a lack of patience. It's hard to continue to trust God when we are impatient. When God doesn't do what we want as fast as we want, and so we just stop trusting him. We decide to do it our way. Look, Joshua says, hey, we only need two spies. That The way we did it before didn't work. The spies say, hey, we're going to trust God to deliver us because we clearly can't do it ourselves. They had learned from their past mistakes, but then Joshua wakes up early in the morning. He moves everyone to the banks of the Jordan River, and then they wait three days. And then he tells the leaders, I want you to go stand in the river when the waters rise, and I want you to wait there too. But when we learn patience, we can be faithful. And as we trust God and as we wait for him, then we'll see him do what only he can do. Look at verse seven again. It says, the Lord said to Joshua, this day I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel, that they may know as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. He says, today, this day, I'm gonna, first of all, I'm gonna make my own name great. And second of all, today I'm gonna prove myself before these people. I'm gonna do what only I can do and I'm gonna do it, Joshua, through you. And then he he explains all that he's gonna do. Look at it again in verse nine. He says, Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here, hear the words of the Lord your God. Verse 10, Joshua said, hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, uh, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. He says, Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of your feet are the priests that bear the Ark of the Lord, and the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. Look, the waters of the Jordan are going to be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. So God God works backwards and he says, I'm about to give you all this land. You're going to conquer all these people. He says, but first you're going to conquer or you're going to cross over the Jordan River. And he says, how? Because he says, I'm going to open the waters up. He's working backwards and explaining from the full vision of I'm going to conquer these people and give you this land to I'm going to 
open this water of the Jordan River up, but watch what he says and how he says it's going to happen. Verse 14, it says, it came to pass what? When the people removed from their tents, when they got out of their tents to pass over the Jordan and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant went before the people that as they bear the Ark were come to the Jordan, the feet of the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant were dipped in the brim of the water for the Jordan overflowed all of his banks at the time of harvest that then the waters which came down from above stood and rose up a heap very far from the city of Adam that is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed right over against Jericho. And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan." You notice it in verse 14, it says, when the people left their tents and when the priests walked before them, it says, as they that bear the Ark of the Covenant walked into the Jordan. Then in verse 16, it says, then the waters opened up and the people crossed into Jericho. See, patience had helped them continue learning from their mistakes. Patience had helped them to continue trusting God in the waiting and patience will help us continue to move. Patience will help us to continue moving. As they moved forward, God made a way. As they took steps of faith, God moved. Patience and faithfulness, it's not about just standing still. It's about a steady, consistent, faithful pursuit of God. It's like we said last week. It's a trusting in God's plans, God's promises, and God's purpose. Some of us... um, like me in particular, we struggle with patience. It's it's hard to stay faithful when we don't stay patient. This doesn't mean we do nothing and we just wait for God to do something miraculous. It's this sense of urgency and this sense of patience. We understand what needs to be done and we understand the timeline, but we submit to God's timing, to God's plans and God's ways. We, we learn from our mistakes as we slow down and watch God move. Uh, we trust God even in the waiting and even when it seems like he's not moving. And then we, in patience, continue to move forward slowly, steadily, faithfully toward the God who is making a way. So when you're not sure what to do, trust Jesus and keep moving toward him. That's how we remain faithful, both in the movement and in the waiting process. So that's our goal for this week. And as we move forward, that we would just be a people who steadily, consistently, faithfully moves towards Jesus, that we become more like him to make much of him. We'll continue with this series uh, in Joshua next week. We can't wait to talk to you guys then. 